today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. There's going to come a time when you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to hear what they have to say. You don't want to hear from the physician or the expert. You want to hear from the great physician. I don't want to hear what they have to say. I want to hear what God has to say. Because the Word of God is life. It's the Word of life. And I'm dying here. And I ain't going to make it. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Jeremiah. Has the Word of God ever delivered for you in a powerful way at a crucial time in your life? Today, Pastor J.D. will show how even Jeremiah in his challenging circumstances could lean on the promises of God. How encouraging that our Lord is a man of His Word, and that we can count on these truths in every season of life. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Jeremiah chapter 15 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Verse 11, the Lord said, Surely it will be well with your remnant. Surely I will cause the enemy to intercede with you in the time of adversity and in the time of affliction. Oh, thank you, Lord. I needed that. The Lord's response to Jeremiah is to comfort him, to encourage him, to strengthen him. It's going to be well with you, Jeremiah. I know you're down. I know you wish you would have never been born. I know you're in deep, deep pain that nobody can know. I know. But Jeremiah, remember what I told you? I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. I have a calling on your life. And I know it's a hard calling, it's a lonely calling on your life, and I'm not going to release or relieve you from this calling. Instead, I'm going to renew and revive you in this calling. And he does. Verse 12, can anyone break iron? The northern iron and the bronze? Your wealth and your treasures I will give as plunder without price because of all of your sins throughout your territories. And I will make you cross over with your enemies into a land which you do not know. Speaking of Babylon, for a fire is kindled in my anger which shall burn upon you. Wait a minute. What? Wait. Can we just go back to the comforting Jeremiah? What? <laughs> Whoa. What's happening here? Well, the Lord is saying, Jeremiah, I'm going to be merciful to you, but I still have to chastise and afflict Judah. There's no other way. Verse 15, oh Lord, you know. Sometimes when you're going through a very, very painful trial, there's no way you could 
ever explain it to someone. They have no idea. And surely you cannot fault them for that. Even if you tried, there's no way. And even if somehow you were able to explain to them what it is that you're going through, they wouldn't be able to grasp it. And I think that's by God's design. Because the Lord knows. They don't need to know. I know. You don't need to call them, call me. Call upon me. You don't need to look to them, look to me. You don't need to rely on them, rely on me. I have made this so complex that there's no way. I'm the only one that you can come to. Remember me and visit me. Again, he's not forgotten. He's just saying, remember, Lord, (laughs) all those times when you pulled through. And now he has a request, and he says, take vengeance for me on my persecutors. Nothing wrong with that. The Lord said, vengeance is mine. And and sadly, we stop there. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and I will repay. In other words, don't take matters into your own hands. I'll take care of this. Vengeance belongs to me. And then he says it again, in your enduring patience, do not take me away. Know that for your sake I have suffered rebuke. All of this pain and suffering is because of the calling on my life. He's not blaming God. Your words were found, verse 16, and I ate them, and your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Wow! Sounds like it worked, huh? What changed? Jeremiah's circumstances haven't changed. No, what's changed is the Lord's Word. And he ate every single Word of God, and he feasted on it. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. I tell you, from the bottom of my heart, There's going to come a time, and I think you're going to know what I mean when I say this. There's going to come a time when you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to hear what they have to say. You don't want to hear from the physician or the expert. You want to hear from the great physician. I don't want to hear what they have to say. I want to hear what God has to say. Because the Word of God is life. It's the Word of life. And I'm dying here. And I ain't going to make it. And then the Lord says, "Uh, My Word. My Word. I gave you my Word. You know what that means, right? When you give somebody your Word, You're giving them your word. You're going to keep your word. God has given Jeremiah his word, and he ate it up. I'm good now. There are times 
when it gets so bad that the only thing you're going to be able to hang on to is the Word of God. And God is going to speak into your life and into your situation as only He can. And it's going to be that Word, maybe a passage, maybe a verse, and you've read it a million times before. But now it's for you, this Word fitly spoken. And listen to what He says, your Word... (laughs) was to me the joy and the rejoicing. It revived my heart. It lifted me up. There's almost a sanctified boasting here, for I am called by your name. I like that. O Lord God of hosts. Verse 17, I did not sit in the assembly of the mockers, nor did I rejoice. I sat alone because of your hand. This is reminiscent of Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who does not sit in the seat where the council of mockers are. He will be like a tree that is planted in a famine, and there happened to be a famine. (laughs) How timely. You will be like a tree that is flourishing, even though all the other trees around them are withering. But then, verse 18, why is my pain perpetual? And my wound incurable, which refuses to be healed? Will you surely be to me... Now, hang in there... (laughs) Will you surely be to me like an unreliable stream as waters that fail? Oh, Jeremiah. You know what he's asking the Lord? He's saying, Lord, you're not going to fail me, right? I heeded the call that you have on my life. I'm suffering because of the call that you have on my life. But I am in such pain, and this is perpetual pain. There's no end in sight. Lord, you're not going to fail me, right? Wait a minute, Jeremiah, we we were doing good there for a second. (laughs) What happened? Well, what happened is what happens to the best of us. Jeremiah, like the many before him and the many after him, is having a crisis of faith. He's having doubts about whether or not God is going to get him through this. Listen, when you're in that much pain, I think about John the Baptist. Who knew? There he sits in this dungeon of a prison, And he thought, for sure, I mean, come on, this is John, the Baptist we're talking about. For sure, Jesus is going to get me out of here. But the days keep going, and he's not getting me out of this. He's failed me. So what does he do? He sends these guys to ask Jesus, because now he's riddled with doubt. 
are you the one or is there another one coming? Because I thought for sure I had fully expected that I would not be here that long. It seems that you've failed me and I'm starting to have doubts now. Again, please don't come down too hard on Jeremiah. Many a man of God, many a woman mightily used of God has had those moments when the despair gives way to doubt. Now what's God going to say in response? Therefore, thus says the Lord, verse 19. I want you to watch this. It's key. If, if you return, then I will bring you back. You shall stand before me. If, second if, you take out the precious from the vile. Hang on to that. You shall be as my mouth. Let them return to you, but you must not return to them. Wait, what? What's God saying to Jeremiah? Jeremiah, the pull is strong, I know. The pull is strong. I know you're in perpetual pain. Come back. If you will return to me, don't go their way. They need to come your way. If you will return, then I will bring you back. Draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. You know, again, in those times of doubt, it comes packaged with this belief, it's wrong, but we think that somehow God has distanced Himself from us. No, I'm still here. You're the one that has distanced yourself from me in your doubt. So you need to come back. What's this uh, take out the precious from the vial? Oh, he's saying to Jeremiah, if you will take out the good from this vial of affliction, and there is good in this vial of affliction, this cup of suffering, this vial of perpetual pain, if you will extract from it the good that I have in it, that I always work out because of it, you shall be as my mouth. And let them that are pulling you, because you're looking at them going, man, God, why didn't you call them? Why me? This is a lonely calling. This is really hard, and there's no way anybody will have any idea of how hard it is. And the Lord's saying, you need to come back to me. And you need to take the good out of this affliction. Notice it's not a rebuke, but once again a restoration, telling him to return to him and put his trust in him. 
If there's ever a time to draw near to the Lord and be in the Word and in prayer, it's when you're in pain. Verse 20, And I will make you to this people a fortified bronze wall, and they will fight against you, but they shall not prevail against you. For I am with you to save you and deliver you, says the Lord. I will deliver you from the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem you from the grip of the terrible. Oh, I love it. I love it when the chapter and with it the Bible study ends like this. I'm going to deliver you. Oh, there's still a fight. But they're not going to prevail. I'm going to save you. I'm going to deliver you from the hand of the wicked, and I'm going to redeem you. This is God's Word. This is His Word. It is an unbreakable promise. He has made the promise. He cannot go back on His Word. Jeremiah, snap out of it. Come back. I got you. I made this promise to you. I'm going to save you. I'm going to deliver you. I know it doesn't seem like it. I know the trial is so intense and the pain so perpetual. It doesn't seem like there's any way. Oh, but there is. I'm going to do it. I'm going to deliver you. Because see, he's doubting the deliverance. God, you've always delivered me up to this point, but it doesn't look good right now. I just don't know. And here's why we do that and we do that, you know, because we don't know. But we try to figure it out. Because, see, not knowing means we're not in control, and we don't want to not be in control. We feel so helpless and hopeless because we don't know what God's doing. We want to know, because then we feel like we're more in control. And God's like, no, I'm not going to let you know. I know what I'm doing. I know you don't know what I'm doing, but you need to trust me. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I guess they call that faith. Walking by, living by faith, not sight. Because see, we don't see it. God, I don't see how you're going to do it. Oh, you want to walk by sight then. You want to see it, because after all, seeing is believing. Well, actually it's the opposite. Believing is seeing. If you will but believe, then you will see. You need to believe me. I'm going to deliver you. I know everything that's happening to you contradicts my promise to you. Because you're looking at the circumstances. Look at me. Come back to me. Hello. Back over here. You're focused on them. You're focused on that. You're looking at that. No wonder. Come back. Get your eyes back on me. Get your eyes back on me. I promised you that that I was going to do it. Yeah, but when? I'm not going to tell you when. Just trust me. How? I'm not going to tell you how. Just trust me. 
Lord, okay. I mean, if you really think about it, what choice do we have? We have to wait patiently for the Lord. And the problem is we hate to wait. See, Jeremiah is asking the Lord to do this now. Let's get this show on the road. No, not right now. I know what I'm doing. I will repay. I will take vengeance. I will deliver you. But I'm going to do it in my time, my way, and for my glory. Because my timing is always perfect. And you'll see. And you'll be glad too, by the way, that I didn't do it on your terms, on your calendar, on your schedule. I'm going to do this, and when I do this, when I deliver you, it will be perfect. Because I'm perfect. You just wait, and you just trust in me, and keep your eyes on me. Because happy is he, he will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. The Lord knows what you're going through, and it's not looking good. Fact of the matter is, truth be made known, I ain't getting out of this one. Oh, God delivered me in the past, but this one, this is how it ends. This is it. I ain't making it out of this one. This one's really bad. Oh, wait a minute. God's giving you His Word. Yeah, but pastor, with all due respect, you don't understand. Oh, yes, I do. You have no idea. Yeah, but pastor, with all due respect, the situation is impossible. Oh, really? It's so painful. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how God's going to do this. Really? Hmm. God's the God of the impossible. Yeah, but this thing is, is so messed up. The situation is so bad. Yeah, but God's good. And God's made a promise to you. And your situation will not have the final word. God will. God's not done yet. God will have the final word. Yeah, but I just don't see how it's possible. Well, why don't you just get out of God's way? Oh, by the way, and I say this just from personal experience, stop trying to help them out. You want to help? Don't help. Because every time we try to help God, we just make it worse, right? Maybe the word for you is, be still. I know that I am God. Just wait. Just wait. Do nothing. Let me do this. The battle belongs to me. You're not going to have to fight this one. I'm going to do this in a way that you could have never imagined. And it will be exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything you could have ever possibly even asked for. Just let me be God. And let me do what I promised you I would do. And let me just do it in my way. You just be still. And know that I am God. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to deliver you. 
We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Throughout this book, the prophet Jeremiah is speaking words that God has given him, warning the Israelite nation that judgment is sure to come. But the people don't want to hear it. They'd rather carry on in their revelry, living their best life now. If you've noticed, there's a mentality of that in today's culture, too. Don't you dare give anyone warning about the red flags in their life. They're just taking that idea of eat, drink, and be merry and running with it. Unfortunately, these warnings in Jeremiah weren't heeded. and That's how it can be today as well, as God gives fair warning about what's to come in the future. But are you prepared for what God's warnings are? Have you taken heed to what he speaks and teaches about in his word? These aren't just mentioned as a side note. Everything in God's word is intentional and has a purpose. If you'd like to know more about what this all means, we encourage you to go to our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. There, you'll find the ABCs of salvation under the resources tab. This provides an in-depth overview of what it means to believe that Jesus died for your sins and that he can save you from a life and eternity without him. If you're in the area and would like to connect with some others in person about this, we invite you to join us at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. You can find directions at our website, calvarychapelkaneohe.com. We hope you'll join Pastor J.D. for the next edition in Jeremiah, here on In Spirit and Truth.